as always, that was good friend of the show, Colin Gow. If you haven't heard, uh, Colin's Coffee is reopened. Uh, they've moved across the street and are uh, working uh, mornings in the Daily Growler. So um, if you uh, feel like an unleaded uh, version of whatever you want in the morning, you can stop by Collins and do that. Or if, if, if you want your coffee without the stout, come by in the morning. If you want your coffee with the stout, come by in the afternoon. I was wondering where you're going with the unleaded, and now yeah. I got it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, there you go. So, hi, I'm Steve Shoney. I'm the city manager for the city of Upper Arlington. I am here, as always, with my sidekick. I'm Darren Shulman. I'm the city attorney, and I accept and embrace the sidekick role. Yes. One, one day you will actually book a guest, and maybe we will move you off the sidekick role, but not today. Uh, today we are joined, actually not by one guest, but by two. Is this our first double guest episode? I think it might be. I think it might be. This is a first. History being made. It is. So we are here today uh, with one of our outstanding council members, uh, one of my favorite, seven favorite council members that we have right now, um, Kathy Adams. And Kathy brought along a guest with us today. Kathy, you want to introduce your guest? Yes, I brought my son, Alvaro. He is a junior at Upper Arlington High School, and he has his own ideas about the city and how things should be run. Oh, no. That, that sounded <laughs> ominous. That was like, was like uh, who's gone, Steve like, or Darren or both? I was like, wait a minute. I thought this was just going to be a fun family thing. But no, it's going to be uh, something else. So That was not in the email. Yeah, yeah we, they didn't say Darren and Steve not, gone. We did not understand that. So... Kathy, you said you have listened to the podcast, but Alvaro, I don't think... Not yet. You don't have to admit that you, you have or have not. You can plead the fifth on that he's an attorney. You so would be okay. the first high schooler probably to admit to listening to the podcast. Uh, yeah, my, my kids have never admitted to listening to the podcast, even though I'm like, hey, I talked about you today, so I don't care. <laughs> so it's, um, Thanks, Dad. So uh, we start every podcast with something we call Start Bench Cut. We stole this off of a bunch of sports podcasts that we listen to, so we're going to give you three things. One of them is like your ride or die. You're having it. You can have it as much as you want. You're, you're living with it. You're enjoying it. The other one's your backup. It's like, okay, I'm getting a little tired of this. Can, uh, I, need, I need to switch out. Last one, it's gone. Gone. Again. Gone. You cannot. It's just gone. You can't it's just have gone. It. So we asked your mom a couple questions. Ask Kathy a couple questions going into this. One of the things that she said is that she um, introduces you guys to interesting foods. So here is our start bench cut for both of you. It's like a dual pronged start bench cut. It's a dual pronged thing, and I want to see where both of you guys are. I went online today and got some recipes for tacos. Tacos. Everybody tacos. loves tacos. Everybody loves tacos. You like a taco? Um. Not the biggest fan. Oh, oh man, the whole bit is ruined. You should never ask a question you don't okay. know the answer to, Steve. We have Taco Tuesday many times, and again, it gets old. So nothing the, gets I don't the tacos. Think this is, Not I, this kind of taco. I don't think the. I, you're going to have to tell me if you've had these tacos before. All right, start bench cut. Wait, before you read them, he's listening to what he's going to eat. Is she listening for what she's going to make? Yeah. We have to, the rules. What the you're going to make, what he's going to eat. Okay. Got it. Ostrich taco with lime pickled radish slaw the veal brain radish slaw makes the whole do you thing. want me to read do you want me to read the description sure she's looking uh, at her face she's like no okay. there's a good reason why ostrich is a favorite among the exotic meat crowd it's a lean but tender and delicate flavor kind of like a good filet mignon 
and fresh to- and fresh flavors like mint and cilantro paired with this recipe can bring that out in the best way. So that's your ostrich tacos with lime. Uh, number two. Do you want to read this one or do you want me to read it? No, I'm, I'm enjoying your... You've got a very you, NPR you like style it? voice. I'm actually enjoying uh, it. Veal brain taco. Veal brain? Veal brain taco. We promise you won't turn into a zombie. Meat brain. You can use beef or pork brain too. Tastes kind of creamy and tender and doesn't have that strong of a flavor. That's why it goes well with this tangy, spicy bouillon. Don't know where to find animal brains? Question mark. Chances are your local Mexican or halal butcher will have some. Who knew? Who knew? Now you do. Um, and finally, your last choice again, it's ostrich tacos with lime pickled radish slaw, veal brain tacos, or kangaroo soft tacos. Okay, that sounds like an endangered species. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the description will reveal no, whether it's t- endangered. Tender or not. kangaroo meat has its own unique flavor. So as delicious as delicious as it is, you can't just substitute it for beef. This recipe has the perfect balance of spices to optimize that unique but delicious taste and is perfect if you're trying if you're trying it for the first time. So, start bench cut. Ostrich. What was the other brains? one? Brains. <laughs> where, where, what happened? Ostrich, kangaroos. Ostrich, and kangaroo, brains. and veal brains. Veal brains, yes. But you're allowed to substitute beef brains, they said. Like. Or v- beef or pork. Yeah, if you if you've got a thing against veal, which I can understand, um, you could do beef or pork. So start bench cut. Um, I think I'm going to start the the ostrich. Uh-huh. That's a wise uh, choice. The lime on the side sounds like good, refreshing. Good. Good. <laughs> Refresh. That's why. <laughs> Not because the other options are refreshing. Good job. Uh, I'm gonna uh, probably bench the kangaroo meat, um, just because it sounds like like a more it sounds like, a little tough. Like an in between. Yeah, it sounds a little tough. I, I I don't know whether that's just because I think of kangaroos kicking and punching people, and that's why I think it's tough. But it seems it They're seems tough. like a, it seems like it might be a little stringy. And then cut the uh, the brain because you said it maybe had some spice. I'm yeah. Not into you spicy don't like spice. foods. Okay. So. I, I just got to follow up. You're cutting the brains because of the spice, not because they're <laughs> brains? Yeah. All right. That is the best answer. I mean, the order is perfect, but I also, the reasoning is a little surprising. I love it. So uh, what's your order? While we align on the start, I would do the ostrich as well because it seems the least intimidating and most likely that kids might eat that. Um, and I, I'd go brain and then kangaroo, though, because I feel bad for the kangaroos. I really feel like that's that's not okay. So I just want to tell you, A, applaud you for thinking about what they would want to eat as opposed to what you want to make. So nice answer there. Uh, kangaroos probably are not very common here, but they're actually somewhat considered like vermin in Australia because they're everywhere. Like they come into town and like eat people's garbage and stuff. So I don't know if that changes your answer, but I saw a documentary about that. So. I don't want to eat kangaroos. They're cute, but I don't think they're endangered. Well, to back up the brains, I would just enjoy. I would probably not tell them I was giving them brains, and then I would enjoy so watching them. I eat actually it, so. had that happen to me. So I used to travel to Mexico for work back in a former life, and uh, yeah, they um, were. We were out at this local restaurant, and they were giving me this taco, that taco, and slid in there a taco, and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Oh yeah, that's chicken brain. Oh, so you have eaten the I've, brains. How yeah. how were they? Uh, they were creamy and not uh, particularly strong in flavor. So, so it's legit right. what the it's recipe legit. <laughs> I've eaten a- ostrich burgers before. They're actually very good. 
So I would put that number one. Yeah. I don't think I need brains. All right. So we've got another. So for our listeners, we ask folks a series of questions to kind of find out things about them. Um, and Kathy, you said uh, that you are basically kind of a child of the 80s, that 80s pop was your thing. So we're trying, part of what we do in these is we try and understand our guests a little bit better. It's to get to, people to get, get to, to really know, know you, you a little better. And so we're trying to figure out who was 80s Kathy. Were you claw bangs, acid wash jeans, Kathy? Kind of that rocker chick thing. Were you hats, Kathy? Meaning kind of the Madonna culture club. Were you black with black accents? Kind of the the cure, the kind of dark, artsy. Dare I say goth, kind of. Uh, Were you goody two-shoes preppy? I know what my future is and I'm going to dress for it. Um, or were you Ali Sheedy Breakfast Club, Kathy? Well, when I was younger, I was more, I don't I don't know where it would fit, like, Debbie Gibson kind of, like, cheesy stars and matchy-matchy. Wow, matchy. I did not we even. We didn't even pick that. We, we did thought not it was so far out. It was a thing. <laughs> yes. I, I would have lost money. I had this vision of you being, like, all black. Like super that came metal. later. That's then I transitioned to the Cure and the dark brooding. Oh, so yeah. we did get there. We got there. I did. Though. Okay, I just had this vision. I don't know why, but I'm like, totally Kathy. Now, I mean, not now, but so I, you're figured, both. I figured it was either that or hats. I figured I, it, I did own a good hat back <laughs> in the day. Yes. All right. So I just trying to vision this because obviously I'm not a fashionista. But uh, what kind of hats are we talking about? Like baseball hats or like cool like no. beret type things or it, it was more the the beret. Was it a br- was it beret really berets or was and it they like were the like wide rim black. I'm I'm thinking boy George. Mm, I did not have that kind of hat. I had more the the beret and caps, and you put a pin on your hat, and yeah. it was a thing. So yes. you were not an Eastlands with the uh, the tied bow special thing on the, on the laces <laughs> thing. That was. That didn't fit Debbie Gibson. It definitely didn't fit God. Do you want me to give you something else that you can mock me for? Oh, I mean, that's why I'm here. Ooh, are there hat pictures of you, Steve? Uh, So I was in the band in high school. I played the tube in the sousaphone. And yes, I wore a beret in marching band. Voluntarily or was it part of the uniform? It was part of the uniform. Is there there a picture? There are pictures of me in a beret. And I rocked it. I'm not going to lie. Why is it not here? We need to see these pictures. Why is that not here? You know, it's... Tell you what, when you book your 10th guest, I'll bring in pictures of me in a parade. I will trade. I will never show you this picture, Steve, or anybody who asked, but my freshman year ID picture, uh, I had a pretty rockin' mullet. Okay. Wow. I could see you in a mullet. It was just long in the back, and it kind of flowed on the side. I mean, it was only shoulder length, but it was pretty... Pretty cool. I think you, you're you're generally one bad haircut away from a mullet. Anyway, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I can I can shave I, one into my. my I'm, I'm waiting. I'm actually just waiting for you to show up one week in a mullet. Anyway, maybe I'll do it between like a council break. Because Kathy is definitely not waiting for me to show up in a mullet. <laughs> I think I we've got. Uh, it'd have to be over summer. We don't quite have enough time over winter break for you to pull off a full mullet. Kathy's like, what did I get myself into? I feel like we've learned a lot, though, about Kathy, because I would never have guessed the Debbie Gibson. Like, we didn't even, like, go down that route. As a youngster, I was the cheery, happy person, and then 
And then it was more into high school that I transitioned to the dark and brooding. I think that's pretty typical. So as a father of a soon-to-be five-year-old in March, can you like give me tips on how to avoid that that dark phase? Because she's like really Something happy right now. You just have to go through. I liked Sylvia Plath. It was the whole, oh. it was the whole thing. <laughs> yes. No, it's, a, it's tough being a teenager. You can't take that away from her. All right. I love how you're like, it's tough being a teenager. You need to let her be miserable. All right, well, then. <laughs> well, and, and what you'll find is that, not that you, Alvaro, would ever do this to your mom, but there is the desire to transfer your misery to your parents. So that, that, that does happen. I, I've seen that happen perhaps with my own children. Oh, man, my future is, is dark. Well, yeah. and I appreciate you didn't ask him about his embarrassing fashion moments and transitions in his here's the problem because i don't want to say this and make you feel bad but like whatever you're doing now it probably feels cool now but 20 years from now you're gonna look back and be like what was i doing <laughs> like we didn't know that the claw hair poof thing was like really bad looking when people were <laughs> rocking it we thought it was cool but so uh, it's, what would well, you say your like best style thing is like what are you into um i'm not really sure right I, I mean, you're, you're dressed pretty normally today. Like, this is going to last the time. It's a sweatshirt, some shorts. You're fine. So, so what percentage of days do you wear a hoodie? Um, probably about, like, 60 to 70. Okay. I would say it's a lot of, like, athletic. Yeah. Okay. But I think. Pajamas to school? No. So you're not, doing, you're not rocking the flannel pajama pants? Does he dress anything that would be considered embarrassing 20 years from now, Kathy? You're your mom. You should know this stuff. He he was quite nerdy. Uh, he liked to wear belts and pull his pants up high when he was younger. Ah. Yeah, but that's, that's when you yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, there's always something like, you know, it's it's you're either doing that or you're um, dressing like it's, um, you know, the NBA finals for um, – a rec league basketball game so um now do you do the optimist basketball or are you doing any of that kind of stuff or is it just um well you you guys said before we went on you're in a bunch of clubs and stuff or um uh, what is the complete absolute just for fun thing that when you guys are kicking back and chilling you guys do um well i am signed up for optimist this year and what's the do you guys come is it te- do you do team names uh yeah i think so so what's the team name this year uh i'm not sure they haven't it's kind of too early for that okay so so, by the way you just came up with a great name if you write i'm not sure as your team name people like (laughs) every time that someone beats you they'll be like i beat i'm not sure and they'll look like they don't know what they're talking about (laughs) coming from a guy who lost all my intramural league team names we were always coming up with names that would sound funny when someone defeated us that actually is pretty good you like that i give you bonus points today um all right so you've got some questions for Alvaro. i have some questions but we probably should actually do some real interview stuff we should do some real interview stuff so because we're kind of grandstanding with stupid 80s drama stuff but so kathy we're not allowed on the show to talk about like politics and stuff because we're about getting to know people but like can you describe kind of what led you to want to do kind of public service stuff because like maybe tell us what your day job is and then like what made you want to run for something without like, you know, politicy stuff. Sure, so I work for the state of Ohio for the Attorney General's office and I've been with the state for 17 years. Um, I really enjoy public service and that's what I always wanted to do 
um, when I went to law school. Um, so I, I didn't necessarily ever think I would run for office. I have a friend who does elections law, and when I would meet him for lunch, I'd be like, Ugh. <laughs> what you do is terrible. Um, and then I, um, my kids were a little older, and I was kind of ready for the next thing for me, and I was curious about some topics, and then some people encouraged me to run. They say for women, I don't think that's political. It's just a woman that's thing legit. that um, it takes several people to ask a woman to run for office to, for her to see that for herself, and so that's what it took for me, and I, it was a fantastic experience. I loved campaigning, and I, I love being on city council. So you mentioned that your kids are getting older, and this is a not fun fact for me now, but we used to work kind of on same projects from different offices when I worked for the state of Ohio. And when I first met you, you were pregnant. And unfortunately for me, I now realize that that- That, that was 16 years that ago, was 16 Darren. 16 years ago, <laughs> and, and Alfred's sitting right here like, man, I am so old. Like, this is the oldest kid that I probably know that was pregnant or, you know, so I feel old, thank you. Thanks for coming. Um, so what has, uh, what surprised you in a positive way the most about kind of running for count, either the process of running or when you're actually on council and, and what you guys do? So running for office, I did a ton of canvassing. So basically knocking on doors of strangers and a surprising amount of people opened the door. And when I got to have those conversations, it was such a fantastic experience. I wish it was easier, more feasible to do that, and I would love to do that again because it's the best way to get the pulse of the community and talk to people with all different ideas and and have that direct impact on what's important to them. Do you have to like, I don't know, gear yourself up to like talk to that many people? Like sometimes after a long day of like court where I've dealt with like a hundred people, I'm like, I'm tired. You know, is it different? Because you're a transactional lawyer. I mean, you're not like in court. Like, do you deal with people that much? I am a transactional attorney, but I'm a people person, and I like to be social, so I really enjoyed that experience, but it is definitely not for everybody. So, I mean, do you turn on, like, the cure as you're getting ready to go? That that wouldn't be, like, the pump-up music to go out and talk to other people. That, that doesn't seem like it would really be the... No, I I kind of ended that brooding phase yeah. in high school, and <laughs> what would be your pump up I've song? Continue the pop what, 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 music okay. of okay. My favorite song ever is the flash dance song by Irene Cara. The what a feeling! <laughs> that is me. So wow. yes, there you go. Okay, that's you my theme what? song. I never would have like no. thought about that, but now that I'm thinking about it, when you're kind of like you kind of want to run in place when it's playing. All right, get some like. Uh, well, she do it's that a really thing? good song. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, have to get, we'll have to get Kathy leg warmers for Christmas or something. That um, is a really good song. Um, so when you're out canvassing, uh, the, the, uh, this is just kind of a curiosity question for me. There's a lot of discussion around when people run for office. Oh, um, you got to canvas for the getting the votes. And as I've talked to members who've, run I also sense I'm starting to sense that I don't know that it's as much about getting votes when I talk to you or the folks who just ran Um, it's more about really getting out and talking it's a it seems like it's a really good thing to force you to get out and talk to people and go see the people who aren't going to show up for meetings is that a fair way to put it um yeah I mean I think it's a little bit of both I definitely had 
in-depth conversations and when you're doing that you have to work on your skills of politely cutting people off or they will talk all day um, but ultimately your goal is to get them to, to vote for you but it's your own personal pitch of why they cool. should cool I just hate talking about myself I don't know how I don't know how you do it kudos I mean I assume they ask questions about you not just uh, like, you do have to have a little bit of an ego to run for office Darren yes <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not saying I'm like this like non-ego person. I just, you know, <laughs> I'm too cool to run for office, Kathy. I don't know. How, no, that's not what I was saying. But yeah, no, it, and it's, uh, yeah, it's got to be, it's got to be hard. So that was the part about um, running. Is there anything you've really enjoyed about the process of actually serving once you got on council? Uh, yeah, I, I hoped that it would have a lo local impact on people and I think it really does. I've enjoyed hearing from constituents and being able to give them a voice um, and do those small decisions at a local level that make an impact. I've enjoyed getting to know my colleagues and just the whole process. I always said I would never run for school board. I think it's a lot more contentious and I really appreciate the culture that we have here. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, I think I've said this on some of the other council members episodes but I really enjoy working here because council doesn't always agree on everything you don't really want that but they are very collegial collaborative uh, professional and it's just a nice place to work I don't know if that's the same on your side of it but from our staff perspective watching how you work it's just an easy place to work for the stress level and just working together so going back a little further um, you grew up here right yes in UA um, Where'd you go to school? What'd you do between, you know, tell us, give us some of the Kathy Adams origin story beyond just simply hair. And so like from music. Debbie Gibson to, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to Ohio State for undergrad and for law school. Uh, my mom worked as a biochemist at Ohio State. And so I kind of grew up on campus. I wanted to get away, but I really had such fantastic opportunities at Ohio State. I did two study abroad programs. I had a double major and I graduated early. I did an internship in a refugee office and that's why I was inspired to go to law school. So it was a great experience. And she, my mom was also an inspiration for me for choosing the path that I have. Um, and then um, before we moved here, then uh, Alvar was in Dublin schools. Um, and then we've had a fantastic experience here in the schools, you know, that's a reason for a lot of people is, is the schools. Um, and then also, I was uh, going to work early in the morning, and my dad lived close by, um, and he would come to my house every day to watch the kids and, and get them on the bus uh, here in Upper Arlington. So it was convenient for him, too, and had grandpa close by. That's awesome. That's really great. You really have an interest or at least an enjoyment of traveling internationally, and do you have a favorite uh, city, place to go to? Yes, I have done a lot of international travel. And um, well, Alvaro, um, his dad is from Spain, and I lived in Spain for a little while. So I, I do love Madrid. It's a great city in Spain. And then uh, this past summer, Alvaro and I, speaking of travel, went to Tanzania. So that was. Oh, you were on that trip? Yeah. Yes. Wasn't didn't you tell me about something that was he on? We that? had many adventures. Okay. On that oh, that's right. <laughs> I didn't realize you were part of that. I'm glad you're here for other reasons. So, so that the, was oh. that. So if I'm Jeep flipped over. <laughs> yes. It, were you in the Jeep? Yeah. Yeah. Anything break? 
No, no. I he got bounced lucky. right out. He yeah. was. He's a so, boy scout. He did great. So the jeep, and it's not like a rhino or a hippo didn't flip flip the jeep, right? I'm. 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 So that I'm, was. Now, I don't know whether you embellished this or I, I'm trying to figure out what the real story is. Oh, you're looking for his version. I don't know. To, Somebody's to version. Fact check mine. Well, so what happened was, uh, um, since it was like uh, at night, we couldn't see that. Uh, like in the Serengeti, there are no like paved roads, so like rocks are constantly uh, being kicked up onto the the bed of the jeep. I guess it's not like a jeep; it's more like a I, I don't know. It was uh, a Land Rover. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, um, the I think it was the brake fuel or the brake line, line. Uh, like cracked and broke, Ooh. and we didn't see all the liquid. Uh, like leak out since it was dark obviously so uh so the driver's like pumping the brakes and it's like oh my god we have no brakes kind of yeah. like in the movies so like uh, we started going <laughs> up a hill and uh like he realized we couldn't make it over the hill so like he tried to brake and then uh realized like like he he can't brake so uh i guess he followed protocol and like because there was a uh, we were caravanning. There was yeah, so he like swerved out of the way of the other jeep or whatever, and uh, like he couldn't see that there was, I guess like a like a steep incline that we like rolled over, so we started to like tip really slowly, and then it was just like. like a so did you bail out before you rolled, or did you stay no. in while through the roll? Yeah. Oh, you but basically lived an action movie. Like. <laughs> yes, and then to what you said earlier, I didn't know what had happened. I thought there might be an animal there. So the driver pulls me out of the flipped over Jeep, and I was like, is there like a lion right there? It was very crazy. I've there seen movies not. about that, too. <laughs> uh, wow, okay, I'm glad. That's a good story, by the way. No one else in this room, probably in the whole city, has been flipped over in a Jeep. So keep In the that Serengeti. One. Yes. In the Serengeti, or anywhere. Um, At night. <laughs> You've traveled, you like it. I have to ask you a question on behalf of my brother Steve here. <laughs> What's your opinion of the city of Toronto? I too love Toronto. Oh. My mom Okay, my mom is from Toronto. I I have extra reasons to love Toronto. Steve Family is like, in Toronto. I love it Toronto. is the best I'm the, in the world. I am the biggest Toronto booster besides Kathy around. Now I know why she got booked on. She, he needs some support. Yeah. <laughs> I need some support for we my Toronto. We went there session. also. We had a very busy summer. We also went to Toronto and I'm can apply for Canadian citizenship for Alvaro. I have dual Canadian citizenship. Well, there so. You so how does that work? Like, you can do both? Like, they don't make you, like, give up on the United States to do both? I got both. So you can tra – when you're in college, you can backpack around Europe with a Canadian flag on your backpack and not just be a fake Whoa. Canadian flag person. Uh, I already have Spanish citizenship, so. Wait, can he have three? Don't they eventually be like, hey, man, you got pick. Like, you can't have all the countries. He is the international man of mystery. The Olympics would make you pick one. Like, you can't, you can't play for both teams, but I think that's a little early. Can we get a fourth? Is there another one in the mix that we can get? Probably not. <laughs> I think we run out after three, yes. So, um, if you were – so, like – Whose rowing program are you like looking to hey, see? Don't make him start bench cut his countries, <laughs> <laughs> his citizenships. That's which right. country's if, getting cut? Yeah, if we, actually, if we had known this, we would have made you do that. We, we'd have been, then we would have totally said, okay, start bench cut US, Canada, Spain. Spain. <laughs> but we won't do that. You're under 18. We won't force you to do that. 
Um, you were asking about rowing, sorry. No, I was just making a joke that you made a better joke, so I'll give you That's how we work together. Yeah. Um, so came back here, worked as a lawyer, um, and really kind of got into w- what was part of um, what was the attraction to coming back to UA? Was it being close to your parents and, and having that kind of connection to the family? Was that a big part of it? It was, yeah. And then the, the schools, I mean, I know that's the typical answer, but we really do have fantastic schools here. So, yeah. And then I just gotten to know the community from Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts and sports and all that and gotten to know so many people in the community here. My main goal before I'm done as city attorney is to have at least one person say, I moved here because of the city government. They all do say the schools, but no one's like, you know what? No, yeah, no. City manager, city attorney are awesome. That's why I moved here. You know, um, hey, we might, when the community center opens, maybe we'll get somebody who will say, not because of city government, but they moved here because we have a fantastic community center. We can it. hope on that's. I'll that's take credit for that. Yeah. I, I have to share, though. I have heard residents say that they the existence of Rainbow UA for the LGBTQ community was a factor when they were looking at Upper Arlington, so. I mean, I, I 100% believe that, and I, I applaud that, but that doesn't feed Steve in my ego. Yes. Like, that's not the narrative I'm pushing here. Like, oh, they, that's true. It's great. They just don't know how great you are. We do I, have I, a fantastic city staff. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, that's really nice. That's a great way to show that community involvement and people from the community coming together can make a difference in how people feel about the community. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Darren's like, well, what about us? Darren's like... But you forgot that this show may be supposedly about our guest, but really it's about me. Uh, even though se- he's just the sidekick, he's still. That's a good segue, though. Do you do you want to make fun of me? Or, or we could talk about we want to talk about Rainbow UA a little bit. Sure. Uh, so, for people, I think most people listen might know because they're they're listening because they're here. But do you want to just tell us what it is and kind of how it came to be? If you can go through that. Yeah. So Rainbow UA is a community LGBTQ group that I co-founded and part of the genesis for starting that group was because of pride. So it was during COVID and there was no big Columbus pride that year because you couldn't have big events, but you could have smaller events. And so Stonewall Columbus was encouraging the suburbs to do their own thing for pride because you could still have a pride event. And then it just seemed like the right thing to do to show the the students that they had the local community support and it's really just grown and flourished from there and does way more than pride and you mentioned students and i just so we can flesh that out at least the event has had a different focus than maybe some of the other pride events around the region do you want to go into that sure yeah it definitely allowed an opportunity to be more student focused um not that the big columbus pride isn't it's just pretty big and overwhelming and there's a lot of people a lot of grown-ups there too so definitely the theme for our local pride has always been to have fun for kids of all ages i the the one thing i remember a couple things about that first pride a i think it caught everybody by surprise in terms of how many people came out and b it was really hot that weekend (laughs) I just remember being there and watching all you guys who were volunteering and putting in all that work and um, thinking what a great thing it was and what a great thing it was that I was able to quietly <laughs> exit and go cool off because I remember it was it, that we, that year we you all uh, organized it up at um, Northwest Qantas Park um, and it was such a success we've we've moved it around a couple times with along with the organizers and 
hopefully I think we finally got it in its in, in its home up at Sunny 95 Park because we did that last year and it was a, I think a resounding success um, and so we're really happy to have it hosted in one of our parks and and um, really help out as a city administration help out um, in making sure that events a, a success for everybody in the community so thank you for um, kind of pulling that together at the outset and continuing to support the efforts as, as a member of council how hard is, is it to start your own I mean not your own you co-found but start a group and then like plan a pretty big event I mean this is not like someone in the backyard I mean how it's gotta be a lot of work for that right it was it was pretty crazy um also it aligns well if you're going to run for office and be an elected official if you're a type a kind of person and that's me so I just kind of put that type a into overdrive and also I think over time, we've realized that people want to know where businesses stand. So I got a lo lot of local business support, and it was helpful to just go engage with our local businesses and see where they stood and who was supportive and get that message out, too, so people knew. Because it does take a lot of money to put on an event like that. But also, Northwest Wellness was free. So that was another perk yeah. of, of starting there. Yeah. But n not just money. It's also a lot of uh, sweat equity or work. I mean, it, you don't just write a check and this thing's done, right? I mean, you're putting in... I don't know. We put in some time on our end. I'm imagining the organizers Absolutely. put in millions yes. of hours. It takes lots of volunteers, and that's where, again, this community people really came together. All right. Before we get into our final yes. two standard questions, you want to do my little thing? Yeah. So Darren's semi-obsessed? I mean, it was a full obsession, but now it's cool, so I had to dial it back. So when chat GPT really became a Thing. I was early adopter on like the AI thing, but now everyone's talking AI, so it's not cool anymore. So, Kathy let us know, your mom let us know that Kendrick Lamar is high on your playlist. So, Darren has some, and we went with, did you just do Kendrick or did you just, well, uh, I, will just no, I will tell you, I've got one verse that's Kendrick Lamar, I've got one verse that's Drake, and I've got two AIs. And let me just tell you how hard this assignment was. First of all, finding more than two sentences in a row that had no curse words was somewhat difficult. This is kind of a family <laughs> podcast. Two, and I don't want to insult our listeners who might enjoy Drake music, but when you actually read his lyrics, they're horrible. Like, how do you find a good Drake <laughs> lyric out there? He, he's made a lot of money. He's popular, but like, I, whatever happened to Dr. Drake Snoop Dogg? Anyway, are you ready for the challenge? Sure. I mean, there's no prize, so no pressure. Okay. They said I couldn't do it, that I was a dreamer, but now I'm on top, they all wanna be me, or they hate me, they despise me, they wanna take me down, but they'll never reach me, I'm wearing a crown. Drake, Kendrick. Or AI. Or AI. Um, and I'm gonna guess these two. I'm gonna go AI for this one. No. Steve, you wanna establish your coolness and guess? Drake. You know, producer Maggie, you've been awfully quiet. Do you wanna guess? I mean, you should be part of the show too here. Uh, it sounded pretty bad, so I'm gonna say Drake. Well, Kathy, you can't go. You can't go out skate. What do you think? I, I'm gonna go with Drake too. The thing I love about this is there's one hero here. It's AI. Oh. Nicely done, sir. Oh. But you're right. It was it was very Drake soundy. <laughs> okay, ready for another one? Peace to fashion police. I wear my heart on my sleeve. Let the runway start. You know the miserable do love company. What do you want for me and my scars? You're one to know, so you can go first because they're going to copy you now. Um, 
I think this one's more difficult. Uh, I'm going to go Drake for this one. We'll go around the table. Kathy, you can go second, going counterclockwise. I, I have to support my son. I'm going to say Kendrick. Steve-O? Real Drake. Kendrick Lamar from the song I. Oh. I didn't give it the right greatest delivery, but. I can't believe you didn't know that one. I mean, my delivery was <laughs> awful, but I kind of had to hide a little bit. All right. Next one. Running through the six with my woes, counting money. You know how it goes. Pray the real live forever, man. Pray the fakes get exposed. You don't have to go first because you got those wrong, but if you want the honor of going first, you can. Um, I said Drake last time. I'm going to go Drake again. I'm going AI. Drake. Drake. It is Drake. Know yourself. Yeah, that, it was hard. Like, the reason I was late for this podcast is I read, like, these 12 Drake songs. Like, what does he even say? All right, last one. See, my strategy's blowing out because I was just going to say Drake everyone so that I made sure I got yeah, one you got right. right but now you're stuck. They say you got to earn it. Well, I did. I'm on top of the game, and my throne is not for sale or bid. I got bars for days and rhymes for years. So when you cross my path, better show me some cheers. I don't think the listeners could see your hand gesture. That yeah, I was that. definitely yes. getting into that one. <laughs> I guess it's a point. It's like the two-finger point. Um, Darren was spitting. <laughs> I'm going to say AI. Now, you're not allowed to say the same thing he did because you're just riding on your son's excellent coattails, Kathy. So. And it can be any of them for this last one? Yeah, any last one, yep. I'm going Kendrick Lamar. Maggie? AI. AI. It is AI, but uh, you don't get it. Dis- I said you couldn't pick the same one, so Kathy, you get no demerit. No, I meant it was Allen Iverson. I yeah, that's Allen, <laughs> Allen Iverson. Uh, yes. Uh, who I was did put say- out a rap album? <laughs> he did. So did Meta World Peace, I think. Yeah. Uh, basketball player. So you did very well. Actually, that's, uh, a, that's a great one. Sorry, for excuse us for a second. That would be a great thing. we got to figure out a way to work in for somebody. Basketball player. Rap songs? Rap songs. <laughs> All right, Start I'm on bench it. Cut. We'll have to work on that for a future podcast. We need an actual <laughs> guest who might care about those two. That's a weird couple universes we got to yeah, get here. We'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll work that in. You need more teenage boys on here. It sounds like. Yeah. I mean, I'm just hoping that you feel like this was fun enough that you tell some of your friends, and they listen, so our our downloads will go up. I yeah. did promise that he would get to talk about his ideas for the city. We're getting well, that's where okay. we're at right now. <laughs> we're getting it. So I think the most high schoolers we got to at least have some knowledge of this thing was when we interviewed Ferris. Yeah, right. you've got to outbeat a right. dog. Yeah, if we you did can get more downloads than so the dog. So you got to get more of your friends to listen than listen to Ferris. So to, just your challenge for today. All right. We've reached the point where the payoff on why you told me is coming is here. At the end of every podcast, we asked our guests two questions. Um, uh, what do you love about UA and what would you change? You guys can pick who goes first. Tuna go first. Oh, sure. Okay. Well, uh, I talked about it already pretty much. It's kind of woven into everything I talked about. This, this community um, just has fantastic people and sense of community, um, whether it's uh, supporting a pride event or um, sustainability and topics that come up to us for council. Um, people are really passionate Um about their causes and about this community and helping people. And what would you change? Um, well, I 
I hope to always be working towards uh, more accessibility and inclusivity in, in Upper Arlington. I think we're making progress and we can do even better. I, I, I had my fingers crossed because yeah, you are one, one of the main members. It is not the city attorney. Right. No. <laughs> we just don't want that. <laughs> well, well, hold on a second. Members. She said it's not the city attorney. I realized that which there wasn't a client. Which makes me a little bit nervous. But as the person on the safe side of things, I'm willing to just let that ride, you know. No reason to probe that question. Okay. All right. Feeling a little nervous over here. Okay. <laughs> now that I've shamed you now, you're saying that. Uh, he was the one over there just sweating bullets. Yeah. I've, I was I, I wasn't gonna bring it up. It was a, we skated out, dude. I'm not I'm not sure why you're raising that possibility. So Alvaro, this is this is your chance. Uh uh, to first of all, first thing you need to do is agree with your mother that the city manager and the city attorney are um, are not something you would change. But anything else, you're welcome to either agree with her uh, or um, go your own direction in terms of what do you love and what would you change. Um, I guess I like the the schools just since that's the biggest thing that's affected me. Um, and then I guess I would change. Uh, Probably like a more accessible or walkable uh, community, just since uh, like different parts are more spread out and less accessible. You know what? That is a great answer, and I don't know how many. I don't know if we've gotten that one very often. I mean, that's a good Somebody one. Somebody else said that. We've had it at least once, but like that oh, is yeah. a, our last. Our last guest said that. Oh, see, Maggie, you're like much more prepared and memorable. But do you have a particular? places that you would like to be able to walk to or that you think people want to get to or is it just kind of like the idea that you can just walk around better um i mean i guess like since the all the stuff on fishing is going to be built up like that seems a little more detached from like like the stuff uh sort of near five points is close enough to the uh area at lane that i feel like like those two are more connected but uh sort of like there's a big disconnect with the the north of ua and like the fishinger area well i think we might not have a lawyer or a chemical engineer but we might have a development planner here because uh gibson better watch out i know we, yeah. yeah okay we he was also supposed to tell the part though where he likes roundabouts so he has talked about having a roundabout of, of fine points and a statue of a particular person in that roundabout she added the last part oh. <laughs> well um i know what she wants the statue to be for but if you were going to put a statue in a roundabout at five points who would your choice of statue be um i don't know probably i think a bear would be good uh, or maybe just a microphone with two people in sweaters with, 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 two, with two sweaters hung over the microphone yes in the middle that might uh, be would you be in favor of this bear being the kind of thing where like every holiday people like put either the football game team jersey for homecoming or a Santa hat on it for, you know, holidays, or would it just be like, no, this bear is never going to get messed with? Um, I guess it could be just a sacred I, bear. This is untouchable. The, the untouchable sacred bear. See, that's... I mean, I feel like that's a very mature answer. Like, my answer would be like, oh, man, yeah, we got to, like, dress it up for every holiday, like a <laughs> goose on your lawn. And you're like, no, man, we got to keep this thing locked down. You're 16? Yeah. I feel like you're more mature than I am, and I'm 46. For sure. And <laughs> it, we get back to my nickname for Darren around the office, the smartest 12-year-old I know. Fair. So. <laughs> 
You know what the, you know what the really <laughs> sad thing is? I didn't know you, you you said that, but like people like in my other avenues of life say that too. Yeah. You know, I've said that to you before. But I mean like my friends from college say that. Like that's like a consistent You, you are thing. like the smartest. I'm nervous you, now. You're like, like it's like working with this incredibly nice, <laughs> outgoing, just you're Doogie Hauser as a lawyer. <laughs> that's what you are who works around our office. Which you are obsessed with Doogie Hauser too. All right, we have again Hauser. have gotten completely off the rails. Um, thank you both for coming on. Uh, thank you for your service. Thanks for um, you know being a great kid, being part of the community, doing all the service work that you do. I know you you've got more service work you're going to be doing this weekend, and that's fantastic. So um, thanks for coming on, and to all our listeners, thanks for putting up with us uh, once again. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Yeah.